mean, you know my main takeaway. Portia for president. That's are we starting the episode? Would someone like to do an intro or are we just going to start talking? Welcome back to Escaping Reality, the podcast where friends get together to talk about reality TV. Anna did a little jig <laughs> during that. They don't need to know. <laughs> they don't need to know. I wish it was a video podcast just for the jig. But okay, we're back talking, <laughs> talking about stars on Mars. Look, our show of the summer, Stars on Mars. If you're still not watching, where have you been? This show, it's top 10 of my, no, it's probably top five reality TV show for me. <laughs> I don't know why exactly. It's just captivating. Um, I'm very invested. So if you're not watching, please start watching. There's only what, three episodes left. So which episodes are we recapping today? <laughs> I think six through nine, five wow. through nine, seven through nine. Seven, oh, seven through nine. <laughs> I knew it was Guys, something. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. A professional podcast. Seven through nine. Okay, so we are recapping episodes seven through nine. There are 12 total, so we'll probably have one more to, to cover the last few. But all right, let's share any of our thoughts on these past few episodes. So we're going to start with Agatha. I did watch them this afternoon because I did almost forget that we were recording the pod. And then I was like, I've watched zero episodes since the last time. Not because I don't care about it. Because I will say when I start watching, I'm like, oh, I do like this show. It's quite stupid, but I do like it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not mad that we're watching it by any stretch. Like I do enjoy it, but I did have to watch all of Heartstopper season one that like took priority so that Nick and I can watch season two together. Also, if you're not watching Heartstopper pause the podcast and go watch season one. Second, go watch Red, White, and Royal Blue on Prime Video. Uh, this is not an ad for Prime. I wish we got paid by Prime to promote it. I would absolutely do that, but I could give you a thesis on why it's my new favorite movie. We'll talk about it later. Anyway, so my biggest takeaways from pause. She also watched Scandal before this. So I feel this is this is low on your list. Um, Stacey, every week there's a new episode of the Scandal Recap podcast. But and every- we're doing a weekly episode of stars on mars so i was like i'll just save them and then i was like oh shit it's been three episodes and watched i'll we'll let it slide wow she's dragging me today also stacy you watched red red white and royal blue with me that was that was not like we didn't have a grand old time that was a great movie okay it was so good okay we'll have to talk about it later again not the point i've gotten so off track anyway my biggest takeaway from stars on mars portia is the only person to matter and the only person i care about tina shay tanache i keep fucking up her name (laughs) tanache Tanache is a close second. And why did everybody be quitting? In three episodes, two people quit or gave a swan song that was like, I want to quit. And then Paul also did that. He didn't go home for it, but Rhonda and Lance both quit. They both quit. And also my king, Richard Sherman, he quit before this. I was like, why is everyone quitting on Mars? It's not that difficult. You're not on Survivor. Like what is happening? People be out here quitting. But mostly I'm here for Tanache. Tanache, I keep fucking up her name. Tanache and Portia. That's my takeaway. But people be out here quitting. Strong athletes. I mean, cheating athletes, some of them. But regardless, they're quitting. <laughs> you know why they're quitting? Why? Because there's nothing There's nothing to win. There's literally no reason for them to stick around because they get nothing. They get nothing. I did wonder if that factored into it. They were it like, I'm my family and what am I doing here? There's no, literally, like. Ronda Rousey is not a quitter like in life in her career like she is the opposite of a quitter and she was like you know what I think I'm done because there's no reason to stay like you you get nothing what's the point and I really think they should have emphasized that as part of the show being like either tell us what they get at the end even if it's just glory like play that up make us at least understand what what they're supposed to be striving for because yeah I think that's why people are quitting Aside from just being like, I'm fucking sick of you people. <laughs> like, it's that and they hate everyone they're playing with. They hate right. everyone. They hate each other. Which, to be fair, I'm I'm still enjoying it. I agree. It's like a stupid show. But I kind of feel similarly to Stacey, whatever, was it last summer or two summers ago when the really good season of Love Island was on? Two oh, summers ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I got sucked in when it wasn't on 
like when I wasn't actively watching it on screen, I was like, this show is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't want to watch it again. Like if I never go back to an episode, it's fine. And then as soon as it was on, my eyeballs were glued to the television. Like that's how I feel about this show, which makes it the perfect summer show. And I appreciate that we started to get like some serious, well, serious maybe is not the right word, but like some (laughs) strategy. And as I'm sure we'll get into it, but I think my biggest takeaway from these last couple episodes were like, okay, they're starting to be like, it's a social game. I need to like really start to play like the game. And I feel like we talk about all the time with Survivor where there's so many things that interfere with the strategy where there's like twists and advantages and idols that it was actually really nice to just watch them have to do it themselves and be like a blank slate of, okay, I have to try to like play the social game and there's nothing else. Like that's it. That's that. And you do your challenges. Um, So I actually really enjoyed that. And you know, it's, it's, I still struggle to call them celebrities, but it's an eclectic group and I'm very much still enjoying a lot of them. Something I will point out actually that I noticed as well in these last couple episodes is I have a real appreciation as always for the editing. And I feel like it's, it's kind of an underrated show in the fact that as far as reality TV goes, I feel like whenever someone's in a confessional, except for Lance, whenever someone's in a confessional speaking, I'm like, oh, I'm on your side. Like whoever's talking at the moment, I'm like, cool, I'm on, I'm on your side rooting for you again, except for Lance. But I just thought that that, that's kind of like some really quality editing and producing going on there that like literally whoever's talking, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Maybe that's just me, but uh, yeah, we're having fun still. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen when it's over, but like it's <laughs> you, gonna be so anticlimactic. Oh, <laughs> uh, like at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I thought that there was just one episode left because I'm just like, what else is there? <laughs> like if this is starting to get a little, <laughs> especially because it sounds like this is like happening each day. I mean, because Portia said something about like yesterday I didn't get base commander, but today's a new day, so I'm like. It's not like they have down days, I don't think. So, um, you mean they're not sitting on the island and just like yeah, shit just, while making yeah. fire? Exactly. Okay. It sounds like this was probably like filmed in what two weeks, and it's twelve. Yeah, months. I think somebody said something like it's been two weeks or well, fourteen. Two days. weeks is when Lance quit because two weeks oh, of people oh, is too much. So for him. Right. That's a lot of time for doing nothing. <laughs> it seems like I seem like it seems like the cadence is kind of like about every day or every other day they get a mission yeah it's like you have a day where you pick a base commander and you do tasks in the hab and then either at the end of that day or the following day you get a mission so it like could be a one-day deal depending on your tasks around the hab that you do both in the same day or if there's like a lot of tasks it's like the next day will be your mission so base commander's there for like two days or one day it's yeah i feel like if i were them i would be getting a little restless at this point so yes but i mean my thoughts are like i said i really like this show the love island comparison is a good one because yeah it's not like i'm like thinking about it all the time but it's just like when i watch it it's enjoyable it's you know there's nothing like stressful about it it's very easy to watch um they have a little bit of conflict but it's still not it's like yeah this isn't real (laughs) like it's just like you're fighting over nothing so but okay any thoughts on the you know episode seven or eight maybe i know like i don't remember the specific challenges but sometimes we talk about honestly the the challenges are so complex i think the only one i really care about is the one where they're pretending like there was a ghost i think this is episode nine is that the one where they have to like where they're in the pipes Yeah. yeah but like ariel is also like the door keeps opening to the pantry and she's like the fuck like why is it keep opening it i've literally closed it but that was my favorite challenge because wow what a waste of time and energy um my favorite part was the fact that uh marshawn and paul were supposed to like clean out the debris which was just clearly things from production like cords and power cords from production that they just threw in a vent and Paul was too tall for it. So he just stood outside and took them from Marshawn. And then Marshawn just sat there and watched the vents be like, because the dog was up there. And I was like, and Marshawn's just sitting there like, I'm waiting for you. The I, That challenge was wild. It was out of pocket. It was out of pocket. And I was just like, again, what are the stakes here? 
The, if I remember, I should take better notes, but I just, because like you guys said, it's like just an easy, funny, kind of silly watch. And so when you're sitting there watching it, you don't like question things, but like every badge that they earn, which again, is that what you're, are you just trying to get a Girl Scout badge situation? Like, I don't understand, but it's like agility badge or adaptability badge. I think this one was for adaptability. And I was like, I just want to talk to whoever came up with the like naming system because I don't think this is a good example of adaptability. They were saying that adaptability was the fact that once they both got in, someone had to adapt and go look for the red button in a different place than where they said it was. And I was like, that's not adaptability. That's bad instructions from the jump. Being adaptable is like something else happens to you. Like you turn off the fan, but cockroaches fall down. And now you have to figure out like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because now I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is not adaptability. Like, you just don't know what you're doing. And Portia's like, look everywhere. Look everywhere. And I was like, it's not adaptability because the task at hand did not change. The task didn't change. Exactly, Anna. Like, I was like, (laughs) no. Like, they just got more information. And then they proceeded with that information. They did not adapt. They proceeded. That's not adaptability. But they got an adaptability badge. Also, I'm firmly convinced that the timer is fake on most of these challenges because I just don't think most of the time they actually finish them. There's no way. There's no way. Every single challenge that we've seen, it comes down to the last 10 seconds. Every single one. And like, again, always comparing to Survivor. Always the bride's way, never the bride. But on Survivor, like, there's so much talk of, like, okay, you just beat the new record and, like, you came in, like, the fastest we've ever done this challenge or, like, you outweighed the challenge. Like, it's gone longer than ever before. Like, there's so much talk about the time. And these challenges are mapped out, at least on Survivor and I assume on every other competition show, where, like, they're testing them. They're seeing how long it takes for, like, a regular group of people to do them. But it's too often that it comes down to the last seconds. There's just no way. But also, like, sometimes they don't even do the challenges, really. Like, I so you guys had watched episode six when we recorded our last episode. I hadn't seen it yet. And that was the one where they had to plug the holes, I think. <laughs> Anna. Right? Oh, my when God. They Anna, the yes, last hole with thoughts. the bowl. They don't even fill it with the foam. Anna, <laughs> Anna, this is what I said last time. This is what I said. I was like, this is not a challenge. Like, you didn't do it because this is a bad. It's poorly conceived. It's not that you didn't do it. You did what they said, but it was poorly conceived. And poorly constructed, which is crazy for, like, the, the amount budget. of stuff on this show that's insanely well constructed. They need the dream team to help them. They need someone to help them. They clearly had not tried that before. But, like, they're coming so close to it being, like, really well executed. And then stuff like that happens. And I'm like, this was just nothing. This also, was just have messy. They, have they, like failed a challenge yet like they did it? fail one but here's they the failed thing. the water one and then they still got water okay but here's the thing because now the problem is the stakes of the challenge like in evil ai they had to restart the ai because otherwise the two were going to be stuck outside on mars and the other two were in the airlock and we're going to be let out into space and we're going to die <laughs> so like if they didn't finish the challenge that's four people dead on your watch <laughs> Like, in the simulation, that's four dead humans. Like, celebronauts, if you will. You you have four dead celebronauts. Like, you can't... They can't fail the challenge because the stakes are life or death in the simulation. Like, obviously, they're not going to let the celebronauts die. You know what I mean? But the stakes <laughs> are life or death. But the so stakes are also... cannot fail the challenge. Like, if these were regular people die. playing for a million dollars, you'd be like, no, we cannot fail because if we, quote-unquote die if we fail the mission and we die we're gone and then we don't get a chance for the million dollars yeah but in this situation it's like well if we fail we die but like then what happens we just go back in the hab and it's like okay next challenge yes like what happens we got to talk about the evil ai challenge though right where three different teams were all doing different tasks and just one of them had to complete it and again got down to the last five minutes and then the AI was rickrolling them. Like, I'm, it was a lot. There was so much to unpack there. Like, yeah, I was the like, tasks were not on equal footing. No, because T- Tanache's and Portia's and Ariel's was significantly harder mm-hmm. than Lance Armstrong riding a bike for 20 miles. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, how is this? 
I was like, how are these comparable tasks? And then Kat and Paul were outside, right? I don't even remember what they were doing. doing. They were just, they were being um, kind of pissy about it because they were outside all day. And then they were mad that they weren't mission, they weren't mish crit. And I was like, they were not mish crit. (laughs) (laughs) They have to stop calling it that. (laughs) Absolutely must stop calling it mish crit. Like I can't, it's not important to me that way. Episode title. It's always mishcrit, you know? Everything is mishcrit. But yeah, I don't know. I I go back and forth because again, I don't mind watching it. Like I sit down and I'm like, yeah, I do enjoy this. But if they were to do another season of it, which who's to say, honestly, with the writer strike still going on, we might get another season of this nonsense. I think yes, the con the conceit is maybe not fully realized. They said we can make Mars in Australia. And then they were like, but the reality of this is like the stakes are too high while simultaneously being nothing because there is no prize. And so it's very, it's very confusing. Funny, but confusing. Yeah. We probably need to make some, a few adjustments for it to be carried into season two. Oh, wait, no, wait, I have another thought. (laughs) Because I know, Anna, you brought up the point of it kind of getting political-ish kind of, of like, there is a social aspect to this game now. Oh, yes. But I want to also bring up the point too that now being base commander and or whatever second in a command is called. Mission specialist? Yeah. Such a dumb name. But yeah, that's exactly what it's called. Now that is a position of safety and they're more concerned about that because they're like, oh, now that person, as long as we complete the mission, which again, they're going to complete all the missions if the stakes are life or death for the celebronauts. That then becomes a position of you get to just stay in the game. And then so does your mission specialist. So it's like, I'm going to pick my friends. And so I feel like that's where it's getting kind of tricky and more well, interesting. But it's taken us seven to eight, seven, eight, nine episodes to get to that point. Anna, go, go. No, that's the thing is like, we it's been that way the whole time. And we're just now starting to speak it out loud and be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, sweet talk. Cat Cora so that she makes me her mission specialist so that I'm safe when like that was always the case but I did appreciate also when I think it was when she was base commander and Lance was her second in command and they were like I can't remember at what point the conversation happened but the conversation was basically like we need to start sending some people outside who have not been outside like this is not fair they're they all want to be base commander and mission specialist because it's safety and they don't have to do the work like it's a double whammy of a win and we need to start sending people outside and i appreciated that that was brought to light because it was getting kind of annoying but i can't believe it took them that long to come to that conclusion like they were like lance was like i always want to go outside and i was like yeah because you're a toxic man which we'll talk about with poor communication skills we've already mentioned it once like i we talked about it in episodes four through six i don't need to talk about it again i don't care for him but like I need to be outside. I always go outside. And it's like, but my God, you're putting yourself at the possibility of being in the bottom three every goddamn time. Mm -hmm. That's not smart. No, he's always mishcrit. So, and well, until he just quit on his own. Until him and Paul both were like, I'll quit. And I was like, excuse me. I also think, I think he wanted to get, he wanted to do it before they cut him. (laughs) Like he wanted to, again, have the power. Because he said earlier in that episode, oh, when I saw Portia and Tanache were the were in charge, I was kind of like, oh, this might not be my week or whatever. So he just wanted to quit before they could send him home. Yeah, but then the irony being that Paul immediately after him quit. And it's like, Lance, if you just said shut up, you could have stayed. <laughs> but I think it also like it was snowballing of like once people started to realize that they can just leave and there's no consequence and there's no reward if they stay i feel like it's picking up speed at the well, rate at which it, people are just leaving was it yeah. nicaragua with fabio where two girls quit like within minutes and they were like we're not gonna have a jury so then they ended up being on the jury or whatever but it was like yeah once one person names it it's a lot easier for you to be like yeah me too yeah and they like, yeah, i, I just can't get over the fact that they literally have no they have nothing to keep them there like, there is no reason for them to stay. Watch us get to the end and they're like, oh, we didn't tell you. You, you win a million dollars. Like, we just forgot to tell you. Yeah. That or like, if, it's, if they're going to be celebrities, like, make it for charity. Or like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of these quote unquote celebrities probably aren't making that much money. <laughs> but like, give it, give, make it a, 
a donation to like charity of your choice yeah do something a reason yeah like at least a reason they're playing or something i don't know it just feels yeah very silly yeah okay should we talk about our favorite players aka my favorite player aka everyone's (laughs) favorite player is Portia. Portia. when she wore her base commander bra Bra. (laughs) an icon i also just feel like she is i mean she's television gold for a lot of reasons but I just really enjoyed when, when she was like so pretend shocked when they made her base commander. <laughs> she was like, well, me? She... And it's like, bitch, this is what you wanted the whole time. I love this energy. Like, I'm not going to be so on the nose this time. I'm just going to play it cool. <laughs> like... Yeah, she's like, I'm going to be really chill about it. And I was like, I love this woman. I love one person <laughs> and it's her. Well, it Actually, like... I also like, what's his face? Taylor Zakar Johnson from fucking Red, White, and Royal Blue. But and oh. Portia, that's it. <laughs> Portia just she's the perfect person in the house who cuts the right balance of like taking the game seriously enough that like I'm not pulled out of it like sometimes when like Marshawn is talking I'm like you've pulled me out of the game with how much you like don't want to be part of it and Ariel I'm like you're taking it too seriously you're annoying me but Portia like she'll talk about Mars when she needs to talk about Mars but then she'll like diss on people when she needs to and like she brings like levity but also enough groundedness in the like immersion of it all it's just like it's the perfect balance and she's just like i mean even when she did get base commander and that the free time was like a self-care day and just like you can either go outside and get some fresh air and play football or you can do a a spa day i'm like she's just i'm sure that was not all her idea but still she was the right person to like lead that and just be like let's have a fun day do you guys think, because that that reminded me of a thought that I had, do you guys think that when it's determined who base commander is, then it's determined what that day's mission is going to be? I do. Because I think so. Because when that happened, when it was like, it's Portia and it's the spa day, I was like, this this is too on the nose. Yeah. But also it would have been hilarious if like, I don't know, Lance was base commander and it was spa day. <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong, but... You mean Lance, the man who at 51 has never been to a spa or done anything like that before? I, the toxic male energy from that person. Yeah, Bessie, we can see it on your skin. But also, I was just like, but I was like, like we can you, tell, we know. My bigger thing, too, is I was just like, you're not like a big, you're not cooler because you don't no. have skincare routine. No one at home is like, wow, he's hotter because he doesn't believe in skincare. Yeah he just like has to make it a, a point of like oh i've never done this i'm a man i'm but- such a big man you know who would never do that fucking tom schwartz <laughs> oh i'm sure he's been to the spa he'd have the <laughs> face mask tom he'd, loves the the spa. Strip. he'd do a pedicure here's the real tea also tom schwartz got sent home on accident because it was a double elim for no reason and i actually think we're missing out by him not being there would have been more said what i said it would have been more fun with him for sure I mean, honestly, I'm kind of sad that Ashley, I only got half a day because some of these people would have been better TV, even <laughs> like just more fun to like there there were more Porsche like personalities who just didn't get to stay. So even Andy Richter, I was sad to see him go. You I know. was just about to say I was really upset because also Kat Cora, why? Why are you so mad? He had to make a choice. And you and Paul, I mean, honestly, it's more Paul's fault than anyone else because he's pretty useless. And I said what I said. Like, also, we have to talk about his conversation explaining how he got fired from ESPN. Oh, my God. So funny. I don't remember now. I watched it so long ago. Oh, my God. When he was talking about how, like, he was having a night out. And some, some uh, things got posted on Instagram and he was stories. Like, Girls dancing around, and Lance is like, "What?" And then Tanash, and then Paul goes, "Have you seen it?" And Tanache's like, "Yeah, I saw it." And Lance is like, "What? I missed it." And he's like, "It went viral, man." And she's like, "Yeah, he was dancing with strippers on live on Instagram." Lance goes, 
strippers you didn't say anything about strippers he's like i said girls dancing around i was like i hate this conversation i hate everything about it i hate no, i loved it. it i feel like when tanache said she had seen it lance was like oh like he showed you the video from his phone like he thought like he just lance not a bold giving, man lance is giving i'm an old dad really hard <laughs> this the last episodes and i was like i gotta go <laughs> tanache was like i mean many people saw it <laughs> like it was broadcasted and also, it then went viral because obviously someone screen recorded it. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I about just, that. What was Tinashe singing at one point? Was when it, was oh my it God, when the they Star did the Red Banner and she fucking crushed it? Yes. Wait, what? Did, what were they singing? The Star Spangled Banner. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and other people started to join in. I was like, shh, <laughs> not for you. I was like, this wasn't for you. Um, no one wanted your input. Put it away. Um. Not that it literally matters one iota, but who do you guys think is going to win? Um, if the amount of screen time Portia has gotten doesn't mean she's winning, I don't want to watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Portia or Tanasha. Those are the only two I can picture, really. Because I feel like if Ariel wins, like, she... Ooh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She's done... I was less annoyed by her in episodes seven through nine than I was in one through six, mm-hmm. mainly because I think they gave her less airtime and just let her speak at certain moments. But it wasn't like we need her opinion on every single thing because she's at the middle of all the conflict, um, which I think was better. But like, that's not a very satisfying ending if she wins. It wouldn't be satisfying if Marshawn wins because he has been so unserious the whole time. And again, it's kind of an unserious show. But in the context of this, it's like, I don't want Marshawn to win. I was low-key team Andy Richter. Catcore has been pissing me off. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Also, her being like, I'm friends with Lance Armstrong now. I can't handle anyone who's taking it too seriously, and she's like a little too serious. Yes, she is. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, relax. This is not... Because is she from um, Iron Chef? Or what is she yeah. from? Yeah. Okay, I'm like, this is not iron chef like this is just a random show (laughs) relax and i get that like we've started to do like to play the social game blah 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 but when she was taking stuff so personally i do think part of it i do think part of it was that she was just stuck outside all day and was like probably extra cranky (laughs) and honestly same seen heard but yeah just chill out and same thing with ariel just chill out this isn't real Again, not fully convinced of any moment that any of them actually know that. But yes, it's not real. But yeah, I feel like I feel like you have to let Tanache or Portia win. Yeah. That has to be the winners. Otherwise, what are we doing here? I like Adam, but he really hasn't been a main character. So. I will say he he kind of started to get if it's not a winner's edit, at least a like he's important to this mm-hmm. edit. Because he also named, he was like, why am I in the bottom two all the time? And I I do think that is a flaw of they have to have a bottom three when at this point there's so few of them left. A bottom three ends up putting people who were quote unquote mish crit in the bottom. And I'm like, this person doesn't need to be here. They were helpful. Like, I think there is very much reason for there to be two, like a bottom two every week. I yeah. do not think there needs to be a bottom three and it's giving people a complex. That's true. Adam Rapon is like freaking out. And I'm like, you didn't do anything wrong, baby. Like when he turned, when they were like, explain to us why you were mission critical. And he was like, tell me why I wasn't. What, did I, I, what can I, I felt for him in that moment? I was like, honestly, give it to them because like, this is silly. You were mission critical. So like, it's kind of dumb. And also I liked when him and Andy were base commander and um, what is it? What the fuck's it called? mission specialist mission specialist a dumb name it's such a dumb name but when him and um andy were base commander mission specialist he was kind of like being strategic in just like the conversation with andy about like well you have to decide or whatever but he was playing like devil's advocate in a lot of ways that i thought was more interesting to watch because i was like yeah Mm -hmm. you kind of need to be thinking about it this way it can't just be like oh who was most important to the mission that's not interesting yeah yeah that's true okay i'm trying to think of anything else that happened like any other like those the random store conversations they have i feel like i forgot because i forgot all about that that stripper thing (laughs) 
I liked the part where after they did the blindfolded challenge and Lance was like trying to lead them back and then Marshawn got so pissed because he was like, Lance, maybe run into the rover when like, to be fair, that was not Lance's fault. He brought it into the next episode and was like, and that was part of the reason Lance was like, I think I'm going to quit. I don't have any Which, friends anymore. To and be it's like, fair, I was a little <laughs> bit like, yeah, dude, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was crazy town, but I was like, mm-hmm. so is everything else that's happened so far on this show. True. So I was like, yeah, like Marshawn's being a little bit silly, but also like nothing about this show is serious. So like. Marshawn is just so funny to me because he love him. like he really does give that energy of I'm just here so I don't get fined <laughs> in everything he does. But then occasionally he is like upset about something and we're like, I didn't think you cared. <laughs> Honestly, Stacey, that is so funny. Imagine that's what the people on the Seahawks were thinking. They were like, What if we just put him on Mars? <laughs> he can't get in trouble in the off season. You know what I mean? <laughs> So there's some the moments that he's having fun though are great. i love him i think he's surprisingly good television like when when he was playing around outside yeah fun 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 oh yes <laughs> him and paul was it were like we got to make you the mission specialist and then just went in and like bullied portion was like pick paul and portion was like i don't want to pick paul and also your reasoning is so he'll be safe i don't care if he's safe or not and so it's things like that where you're just like Marshawn baby if you want that to happen you have to think about how you're gonna ask you can't just go in and be like do the thing I said it's like that's not how this works he is a little pushy remember at the very start he didn't want to like give up the base commander room or whatever yes mm-hmm. it's not yours anymore no it is <laughs> it is Daisy. it is his uh-huh. love that we just don't talk about that room anymore because <laughs> it's a non-issue apparently it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to the like playing of the game wait okay i had to search this because somehow i saw this the other day okay you know marshawn lynch is gonna be in a movie called bottoms oh my oh. god i did see this it's a musical oh it's a, oh it's i think oh no no bottoms is not dicks is oh. yes that's the a24 musical sorry well, never like, mind i got confused like, football coach in this random movie about like high schoolers but it's from the producers of pitch perfect so like it could be good oh and i'm mm-hmm. just like is he trying is this like is he trying to get more into acting or something like what's happening because it's yeah, trying to get into point. the sag union <laughs> oh lord oh it's already no it comes out on the 25th okay so of this oh, month what? yeah <laughs> and it's like I'm trying to figure out what channel it's on or what. I don't know. We'll let you know next episode. <laughs> the real question there. is Marshawn banned from promoting it? Like, is he a member of SAG? Oh, good question. Doesn't really sound like a union project, <laughs> to be completely honest. I don't know. Well, now I want to know. You got yeah, your SAG money here, uh, Marshawn Lynch? It's the wildest sentence I think I've ever said. (laughs) I'm trying to think of anything else that happened. Honestly, this is the least notes I've ever taken on something. (laughs) I mean, they bleed together. And I think that in itself describes Perfect Summer Show. If you've seen one episode, you've seen seen most of them. (laughs) Pretty much. And I say that with all the love in my heart because it is so, like, fun. It's Mm -hmm. fun to watch. Like, I... But it's just, it's a casual watch because, again, there are no stakes and the celebronauts are also not that invested. So why would I be that invested? And I'm going to be real with you. They're not that attractive either. And half (laughs) the fun of watching reality TV is being like, everyone's beautiful. I can't look away. Uh, And and it's not uh, not doing that for me. (laughs) You know, at the end of this, we're going to have to like make our ideal cast for season two. We should. That yes. needs to be our like finale. Just like C and D tier celebrities. Yeah, it can't be like you can't pick these real famous people. It has to be like Bravo celebrity. Oh my god, wait. No, I love this. I'm gonna do my homework. How many each do we need to pick? Oh gosh. How many? Four? Four let's each? Just do, let's just yeah, let's do four. That's two men, two women each. Yeah, let's do that. Love. <laughs> or I, non-binary people. Or yes. Yeah, well, non-binary eight. pals. Yes, exactly. 
Okay. D-list non-binary celebrities for this terrible, terrible show. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if Lance had had to... Like, at this point, I'm like, let's cast someone trans and put Lance back on Mars and see what he does. Oh, Lord. Like, no, but like, we have to do different the challenges. Fact. I'm not doing the same challenges as them. It's not fair. They have it's to not have fair. They need their own category. They need to do their own challenge. Like, fuck off, Lance Armstrong. Fuck off. You imagine Lance. Wow, the way I hate him. The way the, like, passive indifference to his existence has really turned into just, like, hate. Yeah, I don't think this helped him at all. Like, I don't think this gave him better this didn't give him a better platform than he had before well when he showed up we were all like oh there's someone i haven't thought about in 10 years <laughs> who was it on the show that like thought it was louis armstrong oh no they thought he was neil armstrong oh, no. <laughs> louis armstrong plays the trumpet he also did can you imagine <laughs> That is as funny as them thinking he's Neil Armstrong. <laughs> I was like, Louis Armstrong, also not right. Louis Armstrong is also not white. So um, we didn't talk about when Kat Cora was like, yeah. And then Oprah called me and asked me to make dinner for Harry and Meghan. Can we clock though? Fucking Lance Armstrong's reaction to that. He was like, you're friends with Meghan? And I was like, oh, it's giving racism. And then he was oh, like, man. and then he was like, why do you care about them? We're Americans. And I was like, I have to go. I hate you so much. <laughs> she was like, I like the queen. I liked the queen. She was nice. He was like, we're Americans. She was like, it, it was more aggressive than that. And you are giving Lance Armstrong too much credit. <laughs> he was like, why do you care about her? We're Americans. And I was like, okay, sit down. As if that wasn't like a beautiful moment for her career. Like, <laughs> leave cat cora alone (laughs) and then she's like lance is my best friend and i was like for why well she keeps saying they really bonded and i'm like bonded on what basis Uh, is it about being southern are they both southern or just her no he is he's from texas yeah they were talking about being southern that explains a lot oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) yikes and on that note we're out (laughs) he's out and so are we I enjoy this show, though. I do. It's really stupid, but so fun. It's good for a laugh. It is great. I, you know, I still think that we could have done Claim to Fame. (laughs) That is another top tier. Well, it has Jonas Brothers on it. We should have done it. Relevant. (laughs) Relevant to our earlier conversation, which Anna, you could just tack on at the end if you wanted. I think I will. Keep listening if you want to hear our around. Oh my god! I'm gonna make this episode like two hours. No, yeah, Anna, we got on at seven oh nine. It is eight oh nine. We're we're out. Like, this could either be like a twenty minute episode or an hour, depending yeah. on depending what? on what you, the listener, wants. <laughs> I would listen to us talk. Yeah, but I feel like just put it at the end, <laughs> and you can give a little note like, "Hey, we were talking about concerts, and it was actually quite funny, but it's unrelated to Stars on Mars." So here's twenty bonus minutes. If you want them, go for it. If not, see you next time. There's the note. There it is right there. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And then oh we'll cover episodes 10, 11, 12 and give you our ideal cast for season two in three weeks. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. I love the energy of like we're wearing costumes, we're making bracelets, like we're going hard. But like the price of tickets, I can't also do that on top of it. Okay. Like I can't get a new outfit. I can't buy a box of alphabet beads. <laughs> I don't have the money because no, your tickets I, are too I made expensive. friendship bracelets for Taylor because that is in one of her songs and it was like a cute, fun thing. Why was like a thing? Bracelets for the Jonas Brothers. I don't know. Because everybody has leftover fucking beads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best costumes were people who dressed up as people competing in the Disney Channel games. Yes. That you can do with your own wardrobe. And it was hysterical. And there were. 800 of them and I was like honestly this is hilarious me and Jesse got the like we were on Etsy and we got these like um 90s inspired Jonas Brothers t-shirts with like the old pic of them on it very funny nice just wore those I was like I'm not dressing up for another concert couldn't be me can't do it like I said I love the energy and I wish that I had the energy to participate (laughs) but it's just like too much for me like give me a t-shirt and like a comfy pair of pants and I'm good when are you going 
Um, my show is the Monday after Thanksgiving, which oh. like could not be a more awkward date, but they're going to die. I'm going to be honest with you. They're not going to make it through this tour. Like ta- Taylor is playing three hours every night, but it's three nights. And then she's off for the rest of the week. They yeah. are playing forever. Stacy, that Jonas Brothers concert is three hours and 30 minutes. What? They play 60 songs. I want that much of it. They play 60 <laughs> songs. Six and they're like high energy songs. performers. But although last time I saw them, they were like, they had so much energy, but they were also kind of like dead behind the eyes. <laughs> when was that? That was the November before COVID. So November oh, yeah. 2019. The Happiness Begins tour, right? So they were yeah. dead in the eyes before a pandemic. Yeah. Stacy, these fools, these fools, fools, fools started the doing crowd work at 11.01 p.m. And I was like, <laughs> we've been here for three hours. This is not the time. What? Wait, it started at eight? So they t- tweeted slash posted that they were going to come out at eight sharp. They came out at eight twenty, <laughs> but their opener was done at seven thirty five. Who giving was the them opener? Thirty. It's Lawrence, this band who's famous on TikTok. Oh, what have I gotten myself into? I just wanted to hear a few songs. Stacy, <laughs> like I didn't want like I really did not expect the length <laughs> of show I went to last night. I was like, oh, five albums, one night. They're going to hit, get all the hits from the album. And then their favorites, like maybe two to three from each album that were their favorites that they wish had been bigger or whatever. Yeah. They play the whole fucking album. Every really single not playing album. their first album. They're not. Rude. I need to warn my sister. They're like driving to Boston or maybe taking a train. It is three <laughs> and a half hours of just them. There's an intermission, Stacey. It's a whole fucking. There's to be an fair, getting my money's worth. Like, yeah. like play for five hours. I paid for it, but oh. also, yeah. I wish Sam Smith said been longer. Honestly, if I had to pick one to be longer, mm-hmm. but okay. Good like, don't know. get me wrong. It was really fun, <laughs> but when it got to be eleven twenty and we had not started, happiness begins. I was like, we got to get out of here. Oh my God. I was like, I gotta leave Yankee Stadium. I don't want to be at Yankee Stadium anymore. That's... It is eight million degrees. Well, like, and some of these are on like, a, like I think my sister's going on Tuesday. Like this, that's. A- like she has work. <laughs> no, Stacy, you need to warn her. Yeah, I need. I forget what date she's because there's two bo- two um Boston dates. I think. When are you going, Stacy? Um, October. I think it's like October twentieth or something because oh, they nice. added a second um Nashville date, so we got the second Amazing. date. It it like sold out the first one, and I was like, look, I don't care that much about them. Like I'm I was fighting for my life that morning between <laughs> like because I bought my tickets the day that Taylor Swift announced toronto which uh, i did not get tickets for no. but i was like buying jonas brothers tickets and then immediately being like i have to register oh my god and getting like a million messages from people being like she did it she announced toronto yeah and you didn't get toronto no i got Dang. waitlisted everyone i know got waitlisted which is just like sad yeah, i don't know anyone who got a code everyone yeah. i know who's gone to a show at this point has gone to multiple shows and i'm like that's that's not the point of the thing like i'm so i it makes me so viscerally angry and i get that like it's your money do whatever you want with it but like stop posting on instagram i saw somebody post the other day they went to 10 shows like and you're like you're bragging about it that's so mean how did they afford that how did they afford that how did they get tickets 10 different times (laughs) yeah like and like travel to 10 different cities like shut shut up Matt yeah. Rogers of Las Costuristas, the podcast, shout out because they're it's my favorite podcast that's not ours, you know what I mean? And um, he went, he's been four times and he's going abroad. And I was like, but he so also has like, Lisa is too. He has a top rated podcast on iHeart. Yeah. He also is an actor. He has a like, I think he lives bi coastally now. So, like, uh. he went here, he went in LA twice, I think. No, I think he went to two nights in New York, went once in LA, and went once in Denver. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're bi coastal and you have homes in both places, like, that's not as big a deal. No, I it is. It it's is. still kind of like, come on, you're just not. For, for as high profile as, like, the, the level of difficulty of getting tickets is, you would think that some of these people would just be like, you know what? I went once. I'm going to, like, let somebody else go. Or the Ticketmaster with all their tomfoolery. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, like, it's a bunch of tomfoolery for them to be giving ticket codes to the same people. Yeah, they don't, like, they don't say, like, oh, your email already got one. Yeah, or your account has purchased a ticket, like, you can't go. 
Now, granted, if they did that, people would find a way around it. Well, because like I didn't buy either set of my Aeros Tours tickets. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like that would give me a better chance at getting a code, and you. Mm -hmm. But like I have been twice. Yeah, but like, so it could be that that is part of the situation. But some of these people, I'm convinced that Ticketmaster gives codes to people that it can see have already bought tickets. Because they know that they're actually, yeah, because I feel like once you get one verified fan, I feel like you almost always get selected because they know you're an actual human. You go to the show, you don't set them up for resale. Like, Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it's a self healing. Wait, did we get a like, no, oh, wait, did you get a second Adele thing on the way? I didn't get the way I got Adele tickets is my stepmom. Oh, yeah, I was trying to remember because my my sister was the reason I was trying, yeah. So that so that theory doesn't work for us. <laughs> I just like I, I don't know how to build a better system, but I'm so pissed off because I know that there's gonna be people that I see go in Toronto who've gone to other shows. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. I waited this whole time. Dang. Held out and she's doing six nights in Toronto. Like, and I couldn't That's even get one lot. code. Not even the chance. That's insane to me. Also, what's up with like the monopoly Ticketmaster has on this? Can't someone oh. else sell these tickets? Like, if I could go to the venue, I would wait in line. Yeah, I would wait in line for hours. Bring that back. I don't like Ticketmaster. I feel like they just. I mean, between the fees, you think a ticket's mm-hmm. like fifty bucks, and then it's like a hundred, and you're like, okay. the fees are like out of control. And like, what are we getting for it? Not a better Ticketmaster. Again, system. I would drive down there and pick it up if there's no service fee. <laughs> like, I would Seriously. drive. <laughs> Here's the thing: at MFG, you can go to the box office. Like, oh. they have a box office. But can you go like the minute tickets are on sale? That I don't know, but people and, like compete Ticketmaster. People oh. for Harry went to the Ticketmaster box office at MSG and were able to get floor seats day of. Dang. Day of, yes. Oh, so I don't, I don't know what the I don't know what the rule is. But I'm talking like upfront when tickets go on sale. I'm here. I'm ready to give you my money, please. <laughs> Can I have a ticket? Can I have it. Anyway, long story short, short. We love a summer. We love a concert, but also like Jonas Brothers. Who do the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, this is my last concert for until until Adele announces something else <laughs> this is my last one <laughs> I think I have I have Shania Twain in October and then Jonas Brothers and then mm-hmm. I'm I'm done for a while I will be looking at the set list just to make sure that I'm like up to speed because I kind of missed their middle album and I need to like to be clear I wish I'd had a set list so I could listen to some songs beforehand it is up oh. now and oh. you should you should brush up because I knew half the words and i was like mm-hmm. i'm a jonas brothers fan and i know half yeah. the words you didn't write them down because they were 60 right <laughs> so uh, stacy i fucking tried stacy there were songs where they were singing words and i was like what the fuck song is this and well because some of them are like new but then okay. some of them are just deep cuts one of the songs where i was like why are you singing this okay in their set list which again is 60 songs and that like number five is a six song medley oh like it's not like like they technically played like 80 songs you know what's crazy is they're still like only scratching the surface of their <laughs> discography <laughs> they actually played the least number of songs from the album good <laughs> honestly the ones they do play though bangers some of them are great but some of them are like a little okay. ballady be, be good amazing great song. know all the words great song anna when they started playing it i was like i was like singing the words sort of on accident and i was like what the fuck is this song like i could not for the life of me remember the title two b's like a fucking 12 year old texting but do you know why i know all the words to that song because the first time that i saw them in the year of our lord 2008 (laughs) their their album a little bit longer had just come out on august 12th my concert was august 14th i knew every single word from that album by the time it was like showtime and now it's just deeply ingrained in my subconscious. I'm a little concerned <laughs> looking at this set list. Daisy, you should be. I don't think Honestly, this is, my, I don't think this is for studying. me. <laughs> Let me be clear. Also, Big Rob came out as a treat for the fans to see. We're burning up, right? I the way I, for real, and that's the no way lie. we lost our collective shit. Oh my gosh. This I like, will never lose my mind more than when they played Mandy last time I saw them. Because that yeah. is my favorite song and i was like they're not gonna Anna, do they it they just pretend that album doesn't exist and i'm like which is so sad 
I think Disney like, owns it. it. <laughs> I think Disney owns it. I but think they performed the it last time. I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to a lot of these. They have a playlist on Spotify, Stacey, called Jonas Brothers, The Complete Collection. I recommend you start there. Okay. Was number one Celebrate? Yeah. That's from the album, I think, right? Uh, Yeah. It's from the album, I think. We did that in Spin today. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's from the album. It was Jonas Brothers themed. (laughs) Actually, it was Jonas Brothers versus One Direction. And let me tell you, she only played deep cuts. Dang. Waffle House is that a current Stacy? You what? know Waffle House. <laughs> it is currently it like, like took over. Will it play? Oh, really? I could sing it for you. Ready? <laughs> Deep conversations at the Waffle House. Headstrong mother and a determined mother. Oh, that something. That we try sound. to kill each other. That's where it goes. I'm eating the video. <laughs> what can I do for you? That's a good rendition, though. Wow. Um, it's my current favorite song. I teach it every day at Jazzercise. Every it's good. Day. I think I like Wings more from the new album. Oh, they but... just that as an instrumental lead into the show. They don't actually play it, and it's fucking rude. Rude. Okay, this is a great song, Anna. I'm on your team there. Wings is great. Summer in the Hamptons is great. Montana Sky is great. They do Montana Sky, and it's really good. I think those are my like top from the new album, but I really haven't listened enough. I'm like, I just want to hear Sucker. Which is 59. That's, a, that's all I need. It's a good one. It gets the people going. It gets the people going. Also, the number of times Nick Jonas asked, are we ready to turn this back up? And I was like, no, because we have now gone. We never turned hours. it down also. I was like, I'm ready to wind this shit down. Let, let me take a nap. I mean, also, like, sir, you're a father. Chill out. You're a father. <laughs> but they do. Oh, I was about to say they don't do year 3000, but they do. They do. Fucking oh, they do. rude if they don't. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, also, half the time they just turn the microphone to the audience. Like, I would say <laughs> they're probably tired. They're like, I know. would say 50% of the concert is them being like, sing it with us now. Oh my God. Can they put the word? No, words Jonas. Now's every word, though. No matter who's singing, him, Nick, the audience, he's like, you gotta stay on the time. And oh I was like, God. are you good? Are you good? From like, what Nick I've seen on TikTok, he's not good. <laughs> like i've seen so many tiktoks of people being like jojo is plastered at show oh, no. quite entertaining oh, no. bit concerning jo- i think he's just having fun honestly i mean wouldn't yesterday you? he rode an electric city bike from midtown to yankee stadium i was like get in a car what if you got hit or also off? like save your stamina in your lungs how about i'm actively concerned about them when you see this show you're gonna be like there's no way they're gonna finish out this tour they're gonna have to cancel performances yeah no there there is no way in hell they're getting through this tour there's Mm -hmm. no shot like going to another country after yeah Stacey, this tour is going like till mid 2024 (laughs) these these gentlemen won't. yeah they're going to australia after the uk they're not gonna make it now there's been 27 minutes of us talking about the jonas brothers and taylor swift should we talk about stars on mars Stars oh on Mars. Okay. 